They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Thank you for joining us. It is 4.03. Jack is here producing. One of the topics we're discussing is Ukraine, and Jeff wants to weigh in at 4.03. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you all? Great, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, you guys kind of touched while I was on hold on on my concerns with respect to Russia and Ukraine. I don't, I'm not for, I don't, I don't want Russia to take over the world, but I would like some accounting. I don't understand why all the money we've given them can't be paid back in some kind of way. Uh, and I would love to know what every, especially the ones that are probably more directly impacted closer to the border and, and, you know, more impacted at least than America would be. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Well, uh, on your first question or point, why can't we get more transparency and accounting? We agree with you completely. Uh, all of that should be tracked very carefully and audited, but Biden has not allowed our own government auditors to go to Ukraine where they have been begging to go so they can actually do their job as auditors. They're having to do it from Washington, D.C., which yeah, should be the first it, point. Listen, as soon as we have an audit, we would be glad to help you send more money. But until then, no. And that means they have to be there. And not only that, let's take it a step further. If we want to send money to Ukraine, why can't we say all that office furniture that is going to fill all those offices that nobody is attending, let's cut that from the budget. How much money would we get from that? Let's find a way... <laughs> to figure it out from things that you're already recklessly spending money on, not just make it a whole new sum. Yes. But they, uh, I can't remember myself. I'm 54. I don't remember the government ever really cutting or scaling back its spending in my lifetime anyway. So, And that's why we're that's 34 problem. trillion in the hole. Mm hmm Yes, sir. Well, thank you all. Have oh, a good evening. You too, Thanks. Jeff. You have a good one. Uh, Congress to date has allocated $113 billion for Ukraine. President Biden says that's almost gone, and that's why he's requesting more for Ukraine. Hugh is in Elgin at 406. Good afternoon, Hugh. Welcome. Yes, I'm calling about the uh, stockpiles being sold out to Ukraine right now? Yes, you. Yeah, you know, uh, the military is selling off all the old stock and all the outdated munitions to you. Countries right now to replenish our stockpiles with new uh, weapons and new ammunition. Stuff that's been sent in stockpiles because the congressmen have stock in all these companies and they need to have this. Now you're, you're breaking up there, uh, Hugh. Uh, sorry about that. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. But I think we get his point. 
that some of these members of Congress, he said, have stock in the companies making the munitions, and they're doing well on their stock holdings. Oh, yeah, they are. And I... I think a lot of the funding that's going to Ukraine is finding its way back into these politicians' pockets. Let's go to John, who's in Georgetown. It's 4.07 with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, John. How are you? Good. How y'all doing? Great, John. Thank you. Uh, just a small, uh, simple comment. Hey, um, you know, this national debt, it's been uh, the way it is for a number of years, and it doesn't matter what party is in power or who is president, it's never going to go down. It's never going to go down. And uh, when it comes to support for Ukraine, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And uh, I think that uh, those people that don't support Ukraine and support Trump should pack up and just move to Russia. John, on your first point where you said it's never going to go down, we shouldn't accept that. Yes, it's been happening for years under all kinds of different administrations. It's time we say no more. We we can't just say, oh, well, it's been happening, so we are just going to allow it to continue. I agree with you. I agree, but, I mean, it doesn't matter who's, uh, who, who's president or what party it is. It's always the, it always ha- increases. It always increases. And, you know, they talk about cut this, cut that, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, as long as the government wastes money, I mean, even on themselves, I mean, you know, uh, it's like they take care of themselves first, the politicians, and, you know, we'll take care of the people. But yet they talk when they run for office, oh, you know, we're going to do everything for the people. No, it never changes. It's the same thing over and over. John, what was what was John? What was that second point? You made some kind of comment that if you're opposed or asking questions about money for yeah, Ukraine, no, you be, need to move to Russia or something like that. What was that comment? I was just being, uh, you know, sarcastic. I'm just saying, if you don't support Ukraine and uh, if you support Trump, then just pack up and move to Russia. Why? Thank you. Why? Why? You're a smart man. Come on, dude. You're why, smart. Why? Explain your thinking there. Trump and Putin? Come on. Come on. Did uh, Putin invade Ukraine while Trump was in office or while Biden was in office? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. He had four years to invade it while Trump was in there. He didn't. There's a reason he didn't. He waited until Biden got in. Thank you, John. Have a good one. 512-836-0590. And it does matter how much money our government owes. The interest payments this year are going to be over $1 trillion. That's now more than we spend on defense, defending our country. It, it is now going to be the biggest thing in the budget except for Social Security. And I just, we all have budgets, or at least we know, okay, how much money we have, how much goes out, and that we can't go over that. How is it that these politicians, that that's not even a concern to them? We are paying more in interest than we are paying in our own defense. And then we're going to sit and talk about, can we give more money to whatever? It doesn't even matter if it's Ukraine, if it's to illegal immigrants coming across if it's to loan forgiveness for student debt it doesn't matter how are the words even coming out of their mouth that we're going to get more money to send here there or wherever 
And remember, the federal government's own numbers indicate the government is collecting a record amount of tax revenue year after year. It's never been higher. And yet the spending exceeds the revenue by a lot every year. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. We're live and local. Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. We hope you're having a great afternoon. It's 415. Tiger is here producing, and this is Josh on KLBJ. Hello, Josh. Yeah, hey, what's going on? How y'all doing today? Fine, Josh. Welcome, sir. Okay, I was just uh, calling on the back end of the last caller y'all had, and y'all always like to ask questions like, well, how did and why do you say that? How would y'all say that Trump didn't capitulate to Russia, he didn't bow down to them, or Kim Jong-un, or Netanyahu, any of the what some people would call fascist dictators, he never did anything but speak highly of them. So I just kind of want to know how y'all see that he stood up to him. Well, I, I like to look at results, Josh. What are the facts? What was the results he actually got? Let me let me point out the results. Russia okay. did not invade Ukraine they when didn't Trump invade, but they hang on a second. I'm sorry for talking while you're interrupting. Russia did not invade Ukraine on Trump's watch. They did on Biden's watch. Uh, Iran didn't move a muscle while Trump was in office. Now they're highly aggressive. Their proxies are killing U.S. forces in the Middle East. Do you need more examples, Josh? Uh-huh. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to take to convince you, Josh? <laughs> what do you mean the examples, that, uh, examples I have? Yeah, the amount of times he praised Putin, saying he was a great leader and he took care of everything and would never stand up to say anything. Or with MBS, when he would never stand up against the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, y'all sit here and praise this man like he's Orange Jesus, and I just want to know why. Why, well, Josh, we, look we at have results. never praised anyone well, like they're Jesus, because there's only one Jesus. That's right. We like to look at the real results. Stop paying attention to words and see what the results are of policies, Josh. And when you look at Biden's policy results, they're disastrous. Thank you for the mm -hmm. call. Have a good afternoon. And, and that's it. So you're going to go off Trump said something, yet Biden has allowed for them to invade Ukraine. As Mark mentioned, all of the Iran proxies that are attacking our troops that are out there attacking others in the Middle East? I, it, it's that not was, that difficult for me to figure that out. It's, it's, it's very straightforward. Peace was breaking out through mm -hmm. the Middle East when Trump was in office. Our border was secure. Russia wasn't doing anything. They weren't invading anyone. Uh, after he left office, what a different picture with Biden in place. Biden had the disaster in Afghanistan and that's all, and that's all the adversaries the needed. Yes. Uh, Damon is with us from Lockhart at 417. Damon, good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, hearing the guy before, Josh and Josh, just kind of got me riled up because they don't know the facts, yet they're full of comments and opinions. Uh, unlike the previous presidents, 
uh, you know, Barack Obama, Clinton, everybody, they only gave the adversaries of Russia band-aids and bread. They would not give them any kind of weaponry that was lethal. Trump, if you think Trump loved Putin, why did he give the adversaries of Russia deadly weapons to kill Russian soldiers with? Nobody else did it. Trump did it. And if you're trying to negotiate with somebody, you can't call them a scumbag to their face and then think you're going to have a, a successful negotiation. I just, just use a little common sense and look what he actually did. He's responsible for killing, Trump is, many, many Russian soldiers before the Ukraine stuff even happened. Yeah, that first point you made uh, about the weapons, uh, that's a very strong, very strong deterrent against the Russians. Well, I would just say to compare Trump to his predecessors, who, like I said, they, the adversaries of Russia, they got Band-Aids and bread. They didn't get bullets. And, um, you know, that, that really shows you the real difference of uh, where things were going and coming from. That's all. I just uh, I thought that's an important fact that people like Josh might like to know. All right. Have a good one, Damon. Thank you. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text to join the conversation. Those are important facts to put out there. Unfortunately, I'm not sure that they're heard by the people <laughs> that, that you're trying to have hear them. <laughs> uh, we've been uh, keeping you up to date as well on President Biden's big announcement today that he is forgiving more college loan debt for Americans. And he's out in California making comments. Uh, set up this audio, please, Melinda, about President Biden speaking about uh, the actions he's taking today? Well, he, I, I don't, he looks like he's in a library. I'm not exactly sure who his audience is that he is talking to, but he was talking about the loan forgiveness, and he says, you know, a lot of people are asking, why would we pay for this college loan forgiveness? You're forgetting about the hardworking people in America mm-hmm. that don't go to college. And, I, and he's addressing that, I think, think it's it's about a minute long um you may want to turn up your radio just a little bit because his voice is kind of low uh but maybe i missed something in hearing this because i'm not exactly sure what was said so the one way to look at the question is why should hard-working uh, americans who did not go to college now pay for those carry that, the loan yes. debt yes okay here we go with his answer to that look folks it's also helping you uh who don't go to college it's not just, you know, people say to me sometimes, well, Joe, that's great. You're helping people get into college. But how about all those hardworking people that grew up with in the neighborhood? How about all those folks in labor unions? How about all those hardworking people work with their hands? Why should they? Well, just today, my labor department announced 200, this is not the student loan program, but $200 million in grants for registered, registered apprenticeship programs around the country while you can learn a skilled trade and lead to good paying jobs. You know, everybody thinks if you're an electrician, you say one day, I want to be an electrician. And you're all, uh, you got to go to school, basically. These apprenticeship programs are four and five years before you qualify to have a license. They work like hell to get these licenses. And guess what? If you work with your hands, you ought to be able to make a decent living. And that's why they're doing it now with what my, my, my position on organized labor. So it matters. All this matters. 
I think he just announced another $200 million this time to be in grants for apprenticeships, um, which I, to me is completely different with saying we have grant programs that will allow you to go to school than saying we're going to forgive a debt that you decided to take out and did whatever with the money, and now we're going to say you don't have to pay that mm-hmm. back. And he still did not uh, address what about the people that are already in the workforce paying the taxes. Mm -hmm. They didn't go to college. Why should they have to pay back the debt? You've now shifted onto them. He didn't address that. No, it just sounded like he was announcing more money going out. That's what it is. (laughs) Yes. All right. 512-836-0590. The people uh, who President Biden says are having all of their debt wiped away today are Americans who have been making payments for at least 10 years, and they originally borrowed below $12,000. So Biden says they've been trying for 10 years or more. They have not been able to pay off the original $12,000. He's wiping all of that away today. That's about 150,000 Americans, and uh, that's $1.2 billion total. So he says overall he has now forgiven $138 billion in borrowing for 3.9 million Americans who went to college and borrowed money. I know that they try to make it sound, they've been paying for 10 years and haven't been able to pay that off. I've got questions with that. What were they doing? Were they paying anything? $12,000, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But when you're comparing that to... That's almost a semester for some schools these days. So 12000 is not a lot when you're thinking about the overall tuition cost. Why weren't they able to pay it off? You said over the last 10 years. Well, three of those years, there was a pause. Mm-hmm. Were they paying anything then? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think uh, we've reported 99% of them were paying nothing when they were given that grace period. Could you imagine what you could have knocked out with yes. not having to pay the interest? No, oh, yeah. That was the time to really make it happen. Let's go to Mike on South Lamar on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Mike. How are you? Hey, good. Love the show. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I just want, number one, those loan forgiveness, those are for the wealthier people. They went to these high-end colleges, paid too much money, and they're not getting anything out of it. That's on them. But back to Trump and his success. You can look at the last two years of his administration, not one American was killed. No service person overseas. The Abraham Accords, moving the capital to Jerusalem, negotiating with Kim Jong-un, who never fired a missile while he was president because he was scared to death of Trump. So these people that say that Trump's done nothing, he's an orange man and all that, I mean, I'm not going to have the guy over for dinner, but the point is you got to look at the facts. Yes. What did he do? So these people, are they just hate him. It wouldn't. He could hang the moon. He, you know, he could be the second coming, and still would hate him. And, and, and you're right, Melinda. There's only one Jesus. So. Well, and Mike, uh, we should all look at the results, the facts, what happened as a result of the policies of any president, whether it's an R or a D, and that's how we really ought to make our judgment. Not, not the words, the facts, mm-hmm. the results, the impact. Of what they unleash. And I will say people that are concentrating so much on the words is what got us in where we are right now. You're so tied no up wars, on that. Ed. No wars. No new wars with Trump. Exactly. None. Look how many we're in now. 
I mean, come on. What? Really? That's, that's not a result? They could say, well, that just happened. No, it didn't happen because he was president, and they weren't going to do that. And he killed their main guy in Iran with a missile strike. But for all those, I can't remember his name, but that leader in Iran, Iran was scared of him. They took out the number one dude out. Come on, man. Really? There was actually an article <laughs> earlier this week talking about the dude that Trump took out in Iran that said that they remembered that. And when they started doing the attacks on our troops there in the Middle East, in the Red Sea, uh, that there was a warning that went out that kind of said, hey, remember this, y'all need to go underground, you need to not do this kind of thing. So it was still ra- raining in their brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, little did they know that w- it wasn't Trump that's still holding it, and it was Biden instead that set on doing anything for quite some time. Soleimani was his name. He was taken out in that drone strike near Baghdad in Iraq. And Iran was very quiet after that, the rest Mm -hmm. of Trump's term. 512-836-0590. It's 427 with Mark and Melinda. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show, streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app. Hope you're having a great afternoon. One of the stories we're discussing is President Biden's announcement today that he's informing 150,000 Americans they no longer have to worry about their college loan they took out. He's wiping away $1.2 billion in their debt and shifting it over to all other American taxpayers. He says these are people who've been paying for at least 10 years, but they've been unable to pay back their loans which amounted to up to a maximum of $12,000. So anybody who had borrowed a maximum of $12,000 and has not been able to pay it off in 10 years or longer is getting it wiped away. Uh, Ken is in Copeland at 432. Hi, Ken. How are you today? I'm fine, sir. Um, is it still legal for me to go down in front of the, the, the polling stations and for me to give $5 to everybody if they'll vote the way I want them to. Uh, still legal. <laughs> when was it legal? Yeah. It, 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 it's illegal. Vote buying is illegal in this country. However, President Biden has been notorious for these public vote buyings. Cancel student debt, vote for me. Illegals come in, vote for me when you get a chance to vote. It's just nonstop, these... Uh, this soft money that goes to businesses and stuff to get political favor to other politicians, it's out of hand, and they need to stop this. Yeah, it, it is out of hand, Ken. Uh, Biden said it's now $138 billion just on these college loan debts that he's moved away from the people who agreed to pay them back and moved it yes, over to all, all of the taxpayers. All of these announcements come in, at election time last year and this year. Now he's announcing another $200 million. I don't know where that money came from, but he's got another $200 million in grants he's going to pay for the union workers to actually get the certification. Yes, he, he mentioned that. Going to a trade school, they won't have to pay a penny. The taxpayers will. Let's call it what it is. It's, it's buying votes. He's notorious for it. The Democrats are notorious for it. And they're destroying this country with that tactic. Ken, thank you. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Gary in Cedar Park, 434. Mark and Melinda, how are you today, Gary? I'm doing fine, Mark. I listen to you just about every day. 
You do a great job talking with uh, some of the callers. I was listening in while driving, and uh, and it resonated with me, some of the discussion you had with some of the prior callers. My point is I think, you know, people will be attacking Trump personally with a perception that he's just bad, you know, on many levels. But when you push back on them about some objective criteria for looking at what a person has done, generally they can't respond to that. And it it reminds me of, you know, that's sort of what uh, banana republics do and Russia and stuff. And so that's what uh, the Democrats have been doing. It's like uh, listening today about uh, the uh, actions against Trump with his legal proceedings, uh, you know, and I heard Jonathan Turley's analysis of that about it's just unprecedented and it's twisting uh, the laws on their head to do that. But, you know, it seems like the Democrats are very effective with emotional attacks because so many people get emotionally invested before thinking of things objectively. You know, I'm a retired auditor, so I'm sort of trained, uh, in my experience, to, to look at the facts. You know, as an auditor, I was used to, you know, being attacked when I had findings because that was never popular. But uh, people just need to sit back and think, the Democrats, the day before, or before Trump even ran for office, he was already under attack when you go look at, at the history, which is out there in the public domain. All right. Gary, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. It's always important to look at the real results of all of these policies, whether it's an R or a D. Yeah, and Gary's right. Trump was under attack from the moment he said that he was going to run for this. And that has just kind of blinded a lot of people from seeing what his policies were, how they impacted America, uh, how it impacted their own pocketbooks. And it's easy to just kind of go over that if you're just looking solely through the lens of how does he emotionally make me feel? How Mm -hmm. am I emotionally tied to this? Yes. Judging someone on their speaking style or what they look like. That's as, that's as shallow as you can get. And sadly, I, I, a lot of things that we do today or things that are coming out are gearing you towards being as shallow as Mm -hmm. you can be in hopes that you don't have a brain, you don't think it through, and you just go along with whatever you're being told. Ken is on I-35. It's 437. How are you this afternoon, Ken? Oh, I'm doing all right. I just really called him more to make a statement. Biden's talking about forgiving the student loans for these guys who went to classes that are never going to pay him a dime. Um... And he's talking about the unions and how much money he's going to put into the trade unions for apprenticeship programs. I'm a union iron worker, and uh, I will say that the apprenticeship programs are provided through the, the union halls, and you work through your apprenticeship. You're getting paid. You know, nobody's giving those kids money outside of what they make out of their hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be honest with you, these programs that Biden, he's like having a 35-year-old kid living in your basement, you know? Doesn't work, plays video games, has all these great ideas, but the parents are paying the bills. 
man, by the time I get paid, I make a fair living. By the time I get paid, done with taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I can barely afford to eat. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we're tired. And I think, mean, you know, somebody needs to speak up for the blue collar people in this country and let them know that, man, look, you know, we're still God fearing, hard working, have a good work ethic, and we still love this country. And we're sick, and we are tired, and we're fed up. And these people need to pay attention to that, man, because well, we're getting very close to done. Yeah, because uh, you feel as though you are breaking your back, you're doing things the right way, because you love the country, but at some point you just can't keep carrying the load when you see these other people getting a free ride. I get it. Yeah, man, I mean, you figure it this way. By the time you're done paying income tax, then you pay your road tax, your gas tax, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're already having more than 50% of our checks taken every week. And then, you you know, you turn around, you pay, you know, God forbid, $2,000 a month or more in rent plus your utilities, plus the higher cost of living for your groceries. Man, I'm going to tell you what, we have finally hit a point we can't do anymore, you know? I mean, you know, you got vets living on the streets that need our help. You know, you've got, you know, American families that, that are going hungry that, that can't afford to pay their rent or buy groceries. You've got, you know, and then we're taking care of illegal aliens. We're taking care of, you know, Ukrainians, man. You know, I, I sympathize, but man, that's 3,000 miles, 6,000 miles away. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's, that does not affect us. How about utilizing some of our money to take care of us? Can't. Where did we get forgotten? And that's, that's the problem, is that they seem to not understand that they have forgotten us. Well, they seem to have forgotten where the money comes from. They don't make it right there. It comes from all of us collectively, and we want our best interests met first. Man, I want good schools for my kids. I want affordable housing. You know, I want to be able to not have to depend on the government to pay my rent. You know, I, I don't, I mean, come on, man. It's, it's almost like we're... They're using it for cash cows. We are cash cows for the politicians. Ken, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You have a good afternoon. Thanks for checking in. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. The politicians in D.C. would do well to listen to that call and take it to heart. Absolutely. Uh, We had a caller earlier that says, you know, when they're out there campaigning, they say exactly that. And then I just I think there's some kind of vortex. Once you get into D.C., it just sucks your brain up and you just spit out what's good for us, not for the American people. And you forget everything that you campaigned on. We'll work in more of your comments coming up just ahead. 512-836-0590. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. Tigers here producing. It is 445. We go to Casey at the Domain. Hello, Casey. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Mark and Melinda. Doing good. Love your guys' show. Thank you. Welcome aboard, Casey. Hey, yeah, I was just uh, calling in to to share that, you know, I went to college. Um, I knew what I was signing up for when I went to it. I weighed the pros and the cons. I knew I was going to have debt coming out of it. Um, went and got my master's degree, and in the tech industry, and I make a pretty good living. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, um, I get a letter in the mail that says uh, student loans have been forgiven. Um, 
they, they forgave nearly $80,000 worth of student loans that I was not expecting to do. That's not going to make me vote for Biden uh, whatsoever. Um, and now I'm taking that money each month and applying it to different charities where that money should have went. So it's going to Wounded Warriors or uh, Tunnels of Towers. Uh, we pick a different charity each month and put that money towards it. Well, and that's pretty awesome, Casey. I I have mad respect for you for doing that, for saying I I didn't have a say in this being forgiven, just got a note that it was forgiven, and so I'm going to continue to to do this elsewhere. And listen, I have no hard feelings for anyone that has had their loans forgiven because it was not of their own doing. This was the Biden administration that wanted to do this. I'm not going to fault you because you you took what was handed to you, the gift that was handed to you, I do have mad respect for you to say, you know what, I'm going to turn it and make this into something that can help other people. How long had you been paying on that, Casey? Uh, I got out of college in uh, 2010. Okay. And and did you feel confident you were on a course ultimately to pay it all off? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I went after and got my master's. Um, I studied in a field that I knew would be lucrative. Uh, and, you know, I'm making a good living off of it. So I, I felt like it wasn't very fair that, uh, you know, I, I signed up for that. So that's that's one of the driving factors for why I uh, want to pay it forward somewhere uh, because I, I had budgeted for, for that money to come out because that was the plan all along. I wonder how many other people uh, are receiving this news just as you did, and they, they did not seek out this kind of relief. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know anybody else um, who has. Uh, I was the first in my family to go to college. So, um, you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed uh, to be able to, to go to college and, and earn a great living. But I knew what came with that uh, for having to pay that bill uh, every month, probably for the rest of my life. But uh, it was worth it. Well, and I think that's a great story because uh, you attained knowledge that now allows you to make a great living and you are on course to pay it all back. That's the way the system should work, really, if the taxpayers exactly. are going to help students get through college. Exactly. Casey, yeah. thank you. Have a, that's the way it should be. Yes. Thanks, Casey. Have a good day, sir. Thank you, Casey. 512-836-0590. 80 grand wiped away, and he didn't even ask for it. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that that's being played out across this nation everywhere. And again, I, I can't fault anyone for going oh, okay, you know, and not arguing, hey, can you reinstate my 80 grand so I can finish paying it? Right. I mean, it just the common sense of it is most people that would have that wiped off would go, okay, Casey just decided to take it a step further and go, you know what, let me use that money where I think it will benefit some other people. Let's go to Charlotte at 448. Mark and Melinda, good afternoon. Charlotte, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Welcome. What are your thoughts, Charlotte? Well, I was just thinking, I think it's about time for something related to the Boston Tea Party. We just simply start telling them and sending them their notices that we're going to freeze all their raises for the Senate, for the Congress, for the House. Uh, We're not going to be taking care of anybody else's wars. Uh, We can't afford it. We don't have it. Do you do you have a lot of friends or family members who agree with with your thinking on that, Charlotte? Oh yeah, oh yeah, guy. The conversations this this day is all about who are they taking care of? 
we Americans are paying for everybody's war, everybody's food, everybody's woes, but what about ours? Is mm-hmm. these kids like, you know, the Biden paying off the, the uh, schools, their education? Ty, I, had, I paid mine off in the three years I was there. Mm-hmm. It was paid off by the time I got my diploma. I had to work 80 hours a week, but I did it. Yep. And that is commendable. We we salute that. That is terrific that you did it that way. I was watching Charlotte uh, some of the video out of Chicago last night. They had another city council meeting where citizens were showing up, just blasting the mayor and city council over all the money they're handing out to the illegal immigrants. And boy, they oh, were. Yeah. Well, in one of those one of those stories we found out today some of the COVID-19 money. So even before Chicago was inundated with a bunch of the illegals going there, they were giving out programs of taking the COVID-19 relief money and giving out $500 cash here to those that were here illegally or $1,000 cash here instead of using it for the better of Chicago. They were just handing it out to them. And then they want to turn around and complain, we've been inundated. What did you think? Mm-hmm. Did you think word wasn't going to get about, hey, Chicago gives you free money. They give you cash. If you just come up here, they'll give it to you. No questions asked. And that's how it is with everything. Just show up and we're giving it to you free. Housing, food, education, health care. You know, we've got Americans. We've got children that our schools can't even afford to open up and feed them their free lunches or their breakfast or their summer programs for feeding our own. Charlotte, thanks so much. You have a good afternoon. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Kevin at 451 with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for for the opportunity. Say, one of first say uh love your show uh just driving through and, and listening to it um i just want to take a quick minute and, and certainly believe in a lot of trump's priorities and agree with border control and agree with a lot of things that are being said but i'll just say i want to give some perspective to the ukrainian funding dynamic um i, I really ask that everybody really dig in to the details and understand what it means if russia and putin are to win um in ukraine as a as a recon marine and, and having some intimate knowledge and understanding of what's going on there, it's a different dynamic. And, and I truly believe in what Trump's saying and what he wants to achieve. But trust me when I tell you that if Ukraine um, is to lose or secede uh, ground to the Russians, it will lead to likely American boots on the ground in, in the foreseeable future. So, uh, again, a huge supporter, believe in a lot of things that, that Trump wants to achieve. But as an objective American that has intimate knowledge in the space, um, the funding for Ukraine will keep, you know, the United States men and women off the ground. Um, the reality is if NATO is compromised, you'll see Americans uh, in harm's way. So just want to give that perspective. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you, Kevin, was do you yeah. see if Trump is to win in 2024 that that support would just stop? For Ukraine? I am hopeful that it would not. Um, I think, unfortunately, you're looking at a, a year away and the consequences that exist from today until the point that Trump is elected, I think, is is a risk to all of us in this country. And again, 
absolutely agree with your, with your other callers around funding education. The border dynamic is, is compromised. You have to do something there immediately. But trust me when I tell you that if we empower Putin um, and Russia and Ukraine is compromised, you will see Americans um, boots on the ground. You'll see, you'll see you know, a, a significant event. Um, that's just my point of view. Again, uh, having some intimate knowledge there and understanding what, what exists in that space, um, it, we are putting this country at tremendous risk if we don't fund Ukraine in the short term. And I'm, I'm confident once, once Trump is in office that he'll be able to mitigate it and negotiate it. But in the short term, there's real risk if we don't, if we don't fund Ukraine. Um, Kevin, Kevin, I, I, I think it's fair to say that the majority of our callers do understand the importance of beating Putin and Russia, not allowing him to go on a rampage. However, right. they have some legitimate questions. What is Biden's 100%. What is Biden's goal here? It has never been spelled out to us by the president, and they also wonder about corruption in Ukraine. Why aren't we getting uh, auditing of where the money is going? And then the way that Biden has seemed to incrementally provide the weapons that Ukraine was begging for that may have allowed them to achieve a full victory earlier in this war. No question. No question. I, I agree that, you know, the opportunities we had in the past compromise where we sit today. But the reality is that we can't do anything about what wasn't done. We have the capability to do something today. If it's F-16s or M1A1 Abrams, whatever it may be, um, we have the, the ability to do and, and support and fund short-term. And again, I, I 100% believe that Trump long-term will, will mitigate in the right way. But I think we all need to understand what real risk exists if we aren't to fund Ukraine, at least keep them in the game for the next, next six to eight months. So um, Kev- I just, just wanted to share that perspective. No, glad you did, Kevin. Thank Thanks you for, for your service. service in the Marine Corps. Absolutely. We appreciate that, sir. You take care. Have a good day. All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the show. Bless yes, sir. America. Kevin, okay. bye-bye. Thank you. 512-836-0590. We've got the latest news for you next. Much more to cover coming up. It's Mark and Melinda. <laughs> 